No matter if the economy is up or down, healthcare careers continue to grow, especially in management. Stevenson University Online's Master's in Healthcare Management can put your career on a new track, especially for career changers with previous business, HR, or technology backgrounds. Discover new opportunities with our healthcare management masters. No GREs, no application fees, and 100% online. Visit online.stevenson.edu slash healthcare management. Yeah, it's called Conversations with Jeff, not Screaming Matches. Yeah, yeah I, 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 you and I do not agree on Calvinism. But look how nice we are to each other. I think it's going to really shock a lot of people, thrill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to have to do some soul-searching. It's like, you know what? What are you doing? You're spending all your time trying to destroy another Christian because you don't understand what's going on mm-hmm. when you should be out there winning people for Jesus. Right. Thank you for the job you're doing. Thanks for being willing to address these kind of issues. They're vital to the church. I feel sorry for what's coming your way, but God bless you, man. It's it's a good, healthy conversation, and, and let's keep growing together in the Lord. People won't change unless they hear the truth, though. And so we need to know the truth, uh, speak the truth. And then the last one I would say is that we need to stay in the truth, uh, no matter what the consequences are. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Conversations with Jeff. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As you guys know, we've kind of switched over. We used to be live streaming on Facebook and Periscope and YouTube and everywhere. And then, hey, all the all the fun censorship stuff started kicking in. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be better for us to be live streaming on the website. For So for everybody that's tuning in on the website live... Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you guys are catching the recording, uh, just make sure you guys are following on social media so that way you guys know when we ever, whenever we come out with a brand new episode of the show. And we're going to start transitioning all of the shows on the network over to uh, gatekeepersonline.com. And we've got it live streaming on, on the uh, homepage. We're going to set up an entire page dedicated specifically to what we're calling GKTV. So definitely, definitely stay tuned for that. Um, and then one final thing. If you guys want to check out all of the resources we have here at Gatekeepers, go to gatekeepersonline.com slash store. Uh, we've got multiple books over there, including uh, our first book, Social Injustice, Exposing the False Gospel of the Social Justice Movement. We've got Church and State, How the Left Used the Church to Conquer America. We've also got our brand new book by Pastor Sam Jones, Five Steps to Kill a Nation and How to Stop the Bleeding. So definitely check those out. Some great resources for you. Use code Jeff at checkout for 10% off. And um, and we've got some bundle packs to save you guys even more money and that sort of thing. So definitely, definitely check that out. Uh, really excited about our guest today. We've got Dr. John Diamond joining us. Uh, welcome to the podcast and glad we could sit down and chat here for a little bit. Absolutely. Like I was telling you before we came on air, anybody Dr. Mike uh, recommends and I know they're spot on. So uh, it's, it's glad to finally meet you and join arms and let's see what we can do to take this country back. Exactly. You know, and that's, that's the thing too. It, it's been fun for me doing this podcast, especially is just getting to meet different people and pick different people's brains and things like that. And I, and I do got to say, Doc, I love Dr. Mike Spaulding. You know, he's awesome. He's got a couple shows on the network as well for anybody that's tuning in. You know, he, he's somebody that I recommend Tune into him anytime he goes live or puts out a show. Like you're you're learning so much like all the time. <laughs> 
Amen. That's exactly right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. To, I just found your website. I started looking at all the other podcasts you have on there. I'm looking looking forward to following a lot of them guys. So, yeah, I'm going to be starting my own show called America Unhinged. Um, and uh, Dr. Mike's helped me quite a bit with that. And uh, I'm going to be, you know, having all of you guys on my show. So let's uh, let's keep spreading the love. That sounds good. So 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 I so I know that you you were saying as well. You you just came out with a, with a, with a new book as well as a group project. I know I've been doing a bunch of group projects as well. But tell us about this uh, this most recent book you've come out with. Well, it, we haven't come out with it yet. We just started the uh, put the team together. Um, what I did was I, I've had it on my heart for many years. I wrote a book back in 2006 called Fighting the Next American Revolution. And what I did was I had just graduated with my, my theology degree, and I decided to start reading all the Founding Fathers' documents. And I realized how much they actually quoted the Bible. Um, University of Houston actually did a study, 10-year study, and they said uh, – 34% of the founding fathers quotes were directly from the Bible. So I began to think to myself, you know what, if we wanted to try to get, you know, that back into the public schools, all you'd have to do is just go and quote, you know, do a textbook that had nothing but the quotes of the founding fathers in, and you'd kind of be getting in the Bible back in school. So that project's been on my mind for like 15 years. Um, and I was recently down at a news and journalism conference and a young lady got up and she just graduated from Stanford and she got saved. And I was like, man, I said, I'd love to have her on that textbook committee. And then I started thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, every textbook I've ever seen has not been one guy writing it. It's been a team of scholars. So I've been at this for almost 20 years now. So I just started calling up a lot of the people I knew, uh, Bill Federer, Alan Keyes, um, um, Mike Spalding, Alex Newman. And I'm just like, what do you think about this project? And they all fell in love with it. So we're putting together a team of 12 scholars. Um, theologians, historical scholars, and constitutional specialists. And we're going to start at Genesis, and we're going to go right through the, the Journal of the Constitutional Convention and put back everything that the secularists have taken out. It's going to be called the Isaiah 3322 Project, um, and the website should be up online by Friday. We're all just doing this as a labor of love, but we're hoping to raise enough money to, to get this thing out, hopefully at least by Christmas, if not by the end of the summer. Paralegals are highly essential from law firms and courtrooms to insurance, real estate, HR, and more. If a paralegal career or law school is in your future, Stevenson University Online's Bachelor's in Legal Studies will help you achieve your goals affordably with no application fee. 100% online. Approved by the American Bar Association with new online sessions starting every eight weeks. Get started today. Visit stevenson.edu slash paralegal. Stevenson University Online is a leader in forensic education for law enforcement, legal, and cyber investigations. If you are preparing for career advancement or career change, investigate our online master's programs in forensic science, CSI, forensic accounting, Forensic Investigations, and Cybersecurity and Digital Forensics. New online sessions start every eight weeks. No application fee or GRE required. Visit stevenson.edu slash online. Yeah, that, that's that's really awesome because I, I feel like, you know, as, as we're going as we're going forward, 
one of my biggest concerns has been uh, the secularization of our society. Obviously, we all see this is happening with the Democrats. This is happening with the left. Like anybody who looks at the Democrat platform, it's clearly an atheistic platform. My concern moving forward is also on, on the right within the Republicans. It seems like we're going more secular, more libertarian, kind of taking God out of the mix. And it's almost like we're worshiping the creation instead of the creator. Uh, what, what do you make about this kind of push that's going on within the supposed conservative side of things? Well, if you, if you understand history, I mean, this happened right before the Civil War. Civil War, there were two political parties. There were the Democrats who were pro-slavery and the Whigs who said they were anti-slavery, you know, in order to get the Christian vote. And then finally, after about 20, 30 years, the, the Christians woke up, the abolitionists woke up and they formed a third party, which we know is the Republican Party today, which really was a far right, you know, from their concern, a far right religious extremist party. But it was the majority of the people. And that's where you're at in America, because the Republican Party, I ran for House of Representatives in 2006 and I spoke to the Republican National Committee and I told them just what I told you. I said, you guys are making the same mistake um, that the Whig Party made prior to the Civil War. You keep trying to get closer and closer to the Democrats to get the people in the middle, but you're abandoning an entire base, and that base is enough to make a party up itself. So th that may be what it comes down to. It may come down to, to us starting a whole new party um, and just let the left and the right, the left and the right, <laughs> go ahead and become one party again, and then the, those who believe in the in the founders and the in the writings of the founding fathers start another party. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because as you were saying that, how you know, basically the Republicans are kind of moving further and further to the left to try to get those people in the middle. It, you know, I, I keep making this comparison. It seems like within the political world and the Christian world, a lot of the same things are happening almost at the same time. Because when you think about it, that's the same strategy that a lot of the church has done as well. Inst instead of trying to make the, the divide between the world and the church more more stark and more obvious, it's like the church is continually becoming more worldly and more worldly and more worldly, trying to get those unreached people, when in reality, we should be the complete opposite and show here is the difference. You're gonna have to pick a side. No, no more standing in the middle. Well, that's exactly right. And that's what I've been speaking at a lot of the conferences I've been invited to, and and and, and because of my two books, um, I've been getting invited to a lot of conferences. And I said you, we you, we have to d draw lines in the sand. And the two lines in the sand are God's law and the United States Constitution. And we're not budging off of either of them. So when I talk to people, when we talk to the Christians, I said. You know, the word says that God's word is going to go out like a sword and a sword divides. We should expect that. Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. I come to bring a sword. And they said, I will pit father against mother. And, you know, this is what you're seeing. You're seeing a polarization happening in the world. And we should expect that because when if you read any second coming scripture, every time Christ comes back, there's only two groups. Wheat and the tares, sheep and the goats, righteous and the unrighteous. I mean, it's something theologically we, we should expect, but we're actually seeing, I believe, as we get closer to that, whether you believe it's six weeks, six months, or 60 years, there's clearly a polarization going on. The, the election revealed that. I mean, you got family members that won't even talk. So there's going to be two sets of unity. 
There's going to be the unity of the children of the devil, the unity of the children of God. And there, it's going to be like light and dark. And that's what you're seeing today. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and, and the thing is, too, th that divide, let's let's take it from the secular perspective, right? From the political perspective, that divide, it's no longer Republican versus Democrat. It's 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 almost like you've got conservative, which is which is essentially the Christians. And then you've got the secular world. That's the divide. And I think a lot of people, they get they get confused because they're thinking about it republican versus democrat no they're yeah. almost they're pretty much the same party to a certain degree it's conservatives versus the secular world or christians versus the secular world and that's i think the key that we're gonna have to figure out because i've been ha i've been having issues where um i used to be a lot more libertarian and then this last election to me has really brought me more back to my c more conservative roots and especially the thing that really woke me up was the the brush up between i don't know if you saw between lauren witzke and Richard Grinnell. Did you see that Twitter feud that went on? No, I did not. I'm not allowed on Twitter or <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> okay. And it's been that guy for almost a year now, so I've just abandoned them. But no, yeah. tell me about it. Okay, so so are you so you're familiar with like Richard Grinnell, right? Right. Okay, so so you know, he he's he's you know, he's a gay guy, was was working under the uh you know, Trump administration, all that. And then you had Lauren Witzke. She was running. She ran for Senate. Uh, I forget which state she Delaware. I think it was. She ran for Senate. So so basically she was taking the perspective of biblical Christianity, which is homosexuality is a sin and transgenderism is a sin. We, we can't be not only tolerating it, but embracing that within the Republican Party. Richard Grinnell came after her and said that you're a bigot unless you accept us because God created us all in his image. And thus you have to accept the transgender and everything within the GOP. So even there, they're both Republican, but there is this divide between the secular and the worldly. And I think that, that that's one of my concerns right now is the GOP is shifting more and more secular as time goes on. I don't know what the answer to that is. Is it, is it going third party? Is it standing strong with, within the Republican Party? Like, it's a tough one, I think, for Christians. Well, I mean, I think where we're at now, you know, we almost have to try to take over the try to take over the Demo or the Republican Party. Now, what a couple things um, trying to go third party. I ran for governor of Pennsylvania here under the Constitution Party, and I had to get 5000 signatures compared to 500 for the Democrats or the Republicans. Now, not only is that illegal under the 14th Amendment, um, but it makes it almost impossible really to try to get a third party started. So. Now, one of the good things, I mean, you can try to take over the Republican Party, but the thing that you do have to understand is this is kind of where the Democrats have it over on the Republicans, because the Republican side's a little more honest about it. There's a lot of people masquerading as Republicans that are not Republicans. We call them rhinos, but that's what they are. They're really Democrats masquerading as Republicans. So they'll look at a district and realize it's red and realize no Democrat. So they come in, call themselves a Republican. They say all the right things that, you know, religious freedom and Second Amendment and liberty, blah, blah, blah. And then they turn around and stab us all in the back. So, you know, Jesus said you need to be fruit inspectors. So we may need to make it very, very clear. Um, you know, Jesus, uh, Paul said that even the pulpit would be infiltrated by, by the devil and his ministers. Don't think they won't do that to the Republican Party. So one of the things that I've created is, is what I call Americanism, just taken from the Declaration of Independence. Here's a list of like 12 things of what it means to be an American. There is a God. He gave us our rights. They can't be taken. Government's job is to protect us. If they don't, then we kick them out of office. I mean, Americanism is very easy to define when we look at the statement of faith, which is the Declaration of Independence. And I broke it into actually two groups, the spirit of Christ and the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Christ always ends in liberty. The spirit of Antichrist always ends in slavery and bondage. 
So we got to get back to those foundational documents. And that's what this textbook is really going to do. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I, can't, I can't wait to see this textbook because to me, to me, it's going to be fascinating. Really diving into a lot of this because there's so many different misperceptions I think out there, both on the right and, and on the left. And you know, what, one of the one of the latest questions that I think a lot of people have been coming to, coming to me about, uh, you know, specifically even within conservative evangelicalism, is that there's been this push that Christians should not fight for our freedom we should not fight for our liberty and we should not especially like we shouldn't be fighting for freedom of religion i think there was uh i think it was pastor macarthur john macarthur was actually saying that a fight fighting for liberty is actually fighting for idolatry because you're fighting for the freedom for false religions as well how how do do we kind of maneuver this because it's like on one hand we're founded as a christian nation on the other hand we've got freedom of religion and i think for a lot of people it's a difficult it's a difficult maze to kind of maneuver well, that's exactly right. And that's where you got people like John MacArthur. He's he's really backwards on Romans 13. I mean, Romans 13, they say, well, Romans 13 says we have to obey the government. It says no such thing. Paralegals are highly essential from law firms and courtrooms to insurance, real estate, HR, and more. If a paralegal career or law school is in your future, Stevenson University Online's Bachelor's in Legal Studies will help you achieve your goals affordably with no application fee. 100% online. Approved by the American Bar Association with new online sessions starting every eight weeks. Get started today. Visit stevenson.edu slash paralegal. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com spiritpark It says, let every soul... Who's every soul? Supreme Court, President, Congress. Let every soul submit to the higher authority, for there is no authority but of God. So God is the highest authority in the universe. And 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 according to Romans 13, those people in government have been put there as his ministers, as his secretaries, to make sure God's commandments are being followed. And that's why they have the sword. It, this whole idea that you got to you know, I, here's what I just spoke at the last conference. I said, do you realize that every story you tell your children in a Sunday school class is a faith-filled believer standing toe-to-toe with a, with a government official who's defying God? Whether it's the Hebrew midwives telling Pharaoh to go pound salt, whether it's Moses going to Pharaoh, whether it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whether it's Daniel, whether it's uh, Mordecai refusing to bow down to Haman, or whether it's the apostles being beat by their Supreme Court, told not to preach the name of Christ, they said we must obey God rather than man. So where they get this idea that we got to obey government that isn't obeying God, that, that's so theologically incorrect, it's not even funny. And John MacArthur's starting to find that out because he said we got to obey the government. Now he's out there opening his church up in defiance of the government. So we need a little bit more discernment. And that's what my Appeal to Heaven book is about. My Appeal to Heaven book is a, basically a, 
uh, a theological uh, um, treaty on what Romans 13 really means. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's it's one of those things too where a lot of people point to Jesus and they say that you know he only focused on the theological and the gospel and salvation and things like that. And I'm like, did you did you not read the gospels? Because when you think about it, he he was fighting the scribes and the Pharisees. And a lot of a lot of people get mad at me when I say this, but to a certain degree, I don't I don't really care. Uh, Donald Trump and Jesus kind of took the same strategy when you when you when you think about it. Like Jesus, just like Trump bypassed the systems that were going on there, went straight to the people, pointed back at the elites and like, look at these Pharisees and hypocrites and liars and brutal vipers. And all. It's kind of the same strategy that Donald Trump took. I'm not comparing Trump to Jesus by any means, but it's a very similar strategy. And he took on the political system of, of his day. And I think a lot of people forget that because they just think religious. They're not, they don't understand that back then it was a blend between the religious leaders and the politics at the same time. Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand. Again, this is where, I mean, my master's is in theology, but my doctorate's in Christian education. And I try to tell people, and, you know, you've been, these people have been trained up since they've been in babies in Sunday school class that the scribes and the Pharisees and Sadducees were religious leaders. They were not. They were political leaders. If you compared them to anything, they would be the Democrats and Republicans today. They were political parties that were a part of the Sanhedrin, which was their Supreme Court. The priests were the religious leaders. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were basically mere images of the Democrats and Republicans today. The, the Pharisees, you know, acknowledged God and were a little more pious, but, you know, they, they fought Christ as much as the, <laughs> the Sadducees did, where the Sadducees, they were not religious leaders. I, I actually got into a discussion with my brother about that. And I said, how can an atheist be a religious leader? He said, what do you mean? I said, the Sadducees didn't believe in God. Re angels, resurrection, if they were today, they'd be Darwinists. They, they were not religious leaders. They were political leaders. It even says the Pharisees party. They were a political party just like anything else. And who did Jesus go head to head with every time? The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes. That's the only people he did go <laughs> head to head with. And then, he, like you said, he bypassed them, went out in the wilderness, started speaking to the people, and then these people tracked him down like, what, who gave you this authority, right? So that's where we're at today. History's just repeating itself. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and with all the chaos and all the craziness that's going on in our, in our country right now, what do you think that we as Christians and even as the church really need really need to be focused on? Because, because you know, you've got some people that are like, we've got to focus on the politics. We've got to focus on the election fraud. You know, there's people talking Mark of the Beast when it comes to the vaccines. And then you've got some people that just preach the gospel. And again, it seems like everybody's kind of getting pulled in different directions. What do you think needs to be in the future for the church right now? It comes down to one word, authority. All right. God is the ultimate authority in this universe. All right. In America, you don't have leaders. You have civil servants. You know, when someone tells me, and I haven't been back to work since July because they told me I had to wear a mask. And I'm like, why? Well, COVID. I says, it says right on the side of the box, it doesn't prevent COVID. Why are you wearing me a mask? Well, the governor said, I said, I don't work for the governor. The governor works for me. See, I said, you're ignorant of what an American is. An American, when you are elected into a government position in America, you are demoted to a civil servant. I don't work for the governor. The governor works for me. 
right? I spent eight years in the Air Force, and if, if our Air Force general of that base gave an order, it only applied to the people on the base under his chain of command. An executive order only applies to the people under the governor's chain of command. He can't tell a civilian to do anything. Shut your business, wear a mask, or anything else. So we have to get back to the understanding of authority. We have to understand that God is the highest authority in the universe, Next is Constitution. The Constitution was set up to protect our God-given rights. That's why they can't be taken. Anytime one of these criminal Nebuchadnezzar-style governors tells you to do something that they have no authority to do, you are not bound by God or anything to disobey them. Because the midwives disobeyed him, Moses disobeyed him, Shadrach, Daniel, you know, I mean, read Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 is a great cloud of witnesses that all defied their governments when their government leaders thought they were God. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it's it's crazy about when you when you think about it, you you look you look at history. You look at, you know, like even going back to Martin Luther and, you know, and the Reformation and then looking at the New Testament, you know, Jesus' intentional disobedience of the laws of that time. You see it same with the, with the apostles, with the, like, we see this consistently. And yet for some reason, Christians think we have to submit no matter what. We have to be good Christians who, who love our neighbors and submit to the government no matter how tyrannical it was. And again, you know, and I, I, get, a, I get a little uh, flack for, you know, critiquing MacArthur too much sometimes. But I, I thought a perfect example of that was when, uh, you know, the Grace Church was actually submitting to Gavin Newsom for the lockdowns up until Trump, I think it was just before Easter, he came out and said, Churches open up. So then they, they put out a press release saying, we're going to open, open for church. Then the next day, a judge came out and said, actually, you're not allowed to do that lockdown. They put out a press release. Okay, we're, we're going to close back down. You're going back and forth depending on which authority figure you're going to listen to. And it's like, number one, our authority, like you're saying, is God. Number two, it's not an, actually any individual person within the United States government. It's the Constitution. If somebody says something or passes a law that is unconstitutional, it's illegal. Why would Christians want to submit to illegal laws? It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, one is ignorance, and then we you know we can just, we, we can overcome that with education. So we're going to try that with the textbook. But ultimately, it comes down to courage, because I mean it, it really is they're, they're, they fear man more than they fear God. And if you remember what the apostles did when they got beaten and told not to preach the name of Christ anymore, they went right back out and did it, got beat again, got sent up to the upper room. And what did it say? Lord, the, the kings of this earth are rebelling against you. Give us the boldness to go preach your word. And what did they do from Acts chapter 4 to Acts chapter 17? They went from Jerusalem to Thessalonica and 17 years they went went through you know that that empire. And what did they say? Because it says in Acts 17, it says the men who have turned the world upside down have come here also saying we don't have to obey the commands of Caesar because there's a king that outranks him and his name is Jesus. Until we get back to that, that's when we can turn this thing around. When we understand who the highest authority in this universe is and we stand very, very firmly on that and have the courage to do that, that's what will change this nation. It's what our founding fathers did. It's what the abolitionists did. It's what Martin Luther King did. Draw those lines in the sand and say, no bully, no tyrant. I'll give you an example. I got four little boys under the age of 12, and I coach flag football four nights a week up here. 
health department called and said, you guys aren't wearing masks and social distancing. The, the guy called up, the guy running it and said, hey, they're going to shut us down. I said, it's a paper tiger. He said, what do you mean? I said, they have no authority to do it. And I explained just what I explained to you about a governor. And he's like, man, they're going to shut us down. And I still didn't wear a mask. So I coached for two weeks. Two weeks later, he called. Hey, uh, they called again. They said, last warning, they're going to shut us down. I said, paper tiger. It has no teeth. It has no law behind it. It has no authority behind it. They never shut us down. And that's all they're doing. They're like the bully in the in, in the in the lunchroom trying to take your money when they when, when you could probably beat them up if you just stood up to them. And that's where we're at. These people are bullies. They don't submit to anybody. Really, it's the spirit of Antichrist. I will be like the most high God. I will be in charge of everybody and everybody will submit to me. That's what the spirit is we're dealing with. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's really scary when you're, when you're thinking about this and, and just how authoritarian our government is getting and even like non-elected officials like Fauci and some, some of these other guys is, you know, it, it is this kind of spirit of, of Antichrist, which I think then leads to the question, like, is all of this pushing towards a lot of end times theology from your perspective? Like, like is is this the ushering in or, the, or like the final days or or is this just another round of of satan trying and god maybe saying it's not time yet i have no idea personally personally i think we're probably a little closer it's not tomorrow it's not next week it's not even three or four years from now if i was to give a guess as a theologian i would say probably by 2030 we 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 better be but that's what this is all trending towards right you can't buy or sell without the you know the mark is what we're told well now they're saying you can't enter a store without a mask now they're going to say you can't travel without a a vaccine passport. I just saw uh, Epoch Times just reported that the Orange County is actually uh, ruling that out today, I think they said, or, or very soon. That's where all this is trending. You're not going to get on an airplane. And I even heard Biden say, well, the government's not going to afford this. We'll just leave this to private business. Well, the deep state controls the government. The Walmarts, the Home Depots, that's why they were all allowed to stay open. We had a lady here try to defy it in Pennsylvania. She runs a bakery. Boy, and they crucified her on Facebook, her own fellow citizens. Finally, after I got tired of listening to it, I said, yeah, why don't you just go to Walmart's bakery? Apparently, the virus doesn't know to go there, and everybody just shut up. I said, if you people are just too stupid to understand that they are trying, the deep state and the corporations who run this, the pharmaceuticals, the media, the Walmarts, the people that are getting rich off of slave labor from China, that's why they're all allowed to stay open. The strip clubs, everybody else, they're just trying to categorize everybody again into two groups, the slaves and the slave owners. And it has nothing to do with skin color this time. It has to do with wealth and power is what it always is. Yeah, yeah, well, it's it's crazy. You, you mentioned you mentioned Orange County. That's it's actually it's actually where I live right now. And I, I was watching the, uh, the 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 county board of supervisors meeting that was going on yesterday, and uh, it, it was really interesting because they there was like two hundred people that had signed up and, and more that were still outside that they wouldn't allow in, but that that wanted to talk, and so they allowed them all to talk and things like that. But the interesting thing is is that listening to their explanation, it's they're saying, well, this is this passport is optional. And businesses can only use it if they want to. And it, the interesting thing that I that I that I took that I took away from it was that this is this is going to be something that is going to be it's going to be opt in. But that means that basically we, the American people, are going to be doing the dirty work that the government wants us to do, which is essentially 
what uh, revelation like mark of the beast kind of stuff it's like well sorry you can't come into my store unless you've got unless you show this vaccine passport that we've got going on right here like that that's the future that that to me is scary even scarier than, than the fact of the government coming in and forcing it that everyday americans are going to be the ones enforcing it and there's not really a whole lot of recourse to that well just call them out is what i do i just shame them i go into dairy queen and they're like why aren't you wearing a mask i'm like why are you wearing one because of COVID. It says it says right on the side of the box it doesn't prevent COVID. So why are you wearing a mask when it doesn't prevent COVID? Well, the governor said, governor doesn't work for me. Or doesn't, I don't work for him. He works for me. So finally, I just called the owner in. I said, come over here. I said, you need to talk to your employee there. And he's like, just serve him. So, I mean, <laughs> I haven't worn a mask anywhere since this thing has started. Um, and I don't And I don't plan on it. But that's what we need to do. And he goes, you know what? I'm getting really sick of this. I said, you know what I'm getting sick of? That I spent eight years in the military fighting for your freedom to come home to have you enslave me in a face mask. I said, we should be joining forces against the government, not you taking their side against me. Boy, he just walked away. And that's exactly what we got to do. We got to have the courage. I mean, they have no problem with the face mask shaming. I have no problem calling somebody out. This is either the home of the free and the land of the brave and home of the free or it's not. If you want to be enslaved, then you enslave yourself. I'm not going to tell you one way or another. But by God, you are not going to tell me what to do. Yeah, well, and, and that that's, that's an important distinction, too, that I think that Christians need to remember is that there's – there's truth, and as Christians, we need we need to stand up and, and defend truth wherever that wherever that truth is. And I think that that's a very important distinction that I think we need to make. Like for example, I did my morning. I do a morning, uh, essentially like a talk show, but essentially my my own commentary on what's going on. And t- today I was talking about some of the supposed conspiracy theories that are that are coming out and proving to be true. One of them was in regards to the side effects that that are in relation to that to the vaccines, and then the other one is in regards to the microchips that the Pentagon just announced that they're going to be putting in the vaccines as well. And it's like, guys, we've been saying this; we get kicked off of social media for saying it, but it's true. And and I think the thing too, we got to remember the FDA. If you go onto the FDA website, it says there are no FDA approved vaccines on the market that prevents COVID nineteen. But yet everybody buys into the buys into the Fauci, you know, garbage saying that, yep, it's FDA approved, no side effects, nothing wrong. And I think as Christians, this is where we come in and we declare the truth. Yes, it's not we're not specifically talking about the gospel, but we're being consistent about what is truth to define it, make it objective, make it real. And I think that that's where we can really be a light shining in the darkness. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. 
testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Well, exactly right. And then we uh, just held a news and journalism conference down in uh, in Texas in February. We're having another one here in September where we're getting just a lot of people like you guys that are doing this alternate meeting. Um, and I gave awards to, you know, Bradley Dean and Coach Dave Dobbemeyer and Mike Spalding, people that are out there pioneering what you're doing right now and what I'm getting ready to do with my America Unhinged. We need to form, we need to link arms and just form this network. I mean, it doesn't have to be some new studio. I was just on Alan Keyes' show. He's got a wonderful studio. Most of us couldn't afford that. We don't need to. I mean, ESPN is recording their interviews just like we're doing today. This this whole idea that you need this high-tech studio to get truth out is ridiculous. Pick up your webcam and just start speaking the truth and, and you know informing people. I'm trying to raise up a bunch of citizen journalists. I don't care if you only affect 10 people. You don't have to have a $8 million, $8 million viewers, but if you got 10, 20 people, you're changing their mind, man, praise God. Oh yeah, you know, and I think the thing, I think that, I think the numbers on social media have kind of skewed people's perceptions. Like I've seen some people where they've got like a thousand followers or fifteen hundred followers, and they're like, I, I don't have influence over anybody. I'm like, you do realize how many people fifteen hundred people are? Like, like that's like a high school gymnasium jam packed. Like, like that, that's that's a pretty good chunk of people. Yes, you're you're not Sean Hannity, you're not you know Mark Levin, you're not any of those. But like fifteen hundred people, that's that that's a really good number. If you could change 1500 people's minds, I mean, you've, you've now got a movement going. It's, it's, it's crazy when you think about that. Yeah. When I, when I, when I graduated with my, my theology degree and I just spent three years researching the founding father's documents and I just, and I had no intentions of writing the book, none at all. And I'm like, all right, Lord, what do I do? And he's like, write a book. And I'm just sitting there and the thought came into my mind. And now I know where the thought came from. You're one person. What are you going to do? You know, and then all of a sudden I just remembered, you know what? Jesus Christ was one person who got 12 who changed the world. Hitler was one person with a book who got a handful of people and almost destroyed the world. Every movement that you see in the history of mankind, it was usually one person or a very small group of people that changed the world. So if you're just going to sit and wait for 100,000 people just to magically appear that you can join this movement, no. Find the truth. Lead the movement. God will determine how influential you are. Your only responsibility is to be a faithful witness. That's it. If you reach four people, 10 people, 400,000 people, it doesn't matter. Just be a faithful witness, and then, and then you'll change you'll change minds. Because that one person, mind you, chain may end up leading 100,000 people. You know, the one person that led Billy Graham to Christ got a whole bunch of other people saved. That's the that's the mentality we have to have. I'm going to change one mind at a time and just leave the rest in the hands of God. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, bring, bring it bring it back to your textbook that you know that that you guys are coming out with. Okay, so so number one, when's it coming out? And number two, what what's the goal with it? Is it is it is it more college age? Is it high school? Like, what, what are you guys looking to do with it? No, it's going to be geared at ninth grade. As soon as they enter high school. Um, and what it is, is all of these guys on the textbook committee all have books. William Federer's got a ton of books. I mean, these guys all have books. So what we're doing is we're creating this one book called the uh, Foundations of American Law and Government. And it's just going to go back to Genesis, right? Because, I mean, what's the very first words in the Declaration of Independence? 
we hold these truths self-evident that we're all created equal. <laughs> so you got to go back to creation. I mean, I've got kids going into a Christian school and I just got my 13 year olds or my 12 year olds history textbook. And it starts with the early American settlements. Why are we starting American history there and not back in Genesis? That's where, <laughs> that's where they started. So this textbook is written basically in 1774. In 1774, the founding fathers didn't have a declaration or a constitution or a Federalist Papers or anything else. So you got to start there and work up to that spot. And then, um, I mean, people like you, anyone who's writing a book on, on biblical worldview, legitimate government, the Isaiah 30, uh, 33, 22 website will have all these other resources, whether they're videos, whether it's curriculum, whether it's books. And we can just assign, hey, go read this book. Go read Dr. Mike Spalding's book. Go and do a book report on that. So this will just be the textbook, but there will be so many more resources um, coming online that by the time they go from ninth grade to 12th grade, and then they end up in one of these liberal Marxist-controlled universities, they won't be brainwashed anymore because they'll be like, now we've been thoroughly taught for, <laughs> for four years of what this really looks like. Yeah, that's, it's, that's so vitally important. I can't tell you how many people that I know where their kids go off to college, they come back, Lefty, progressive, Black Lives Matter. It's it, it's it, it's crazy how how quickly that that change can come. And I, and I think the most important thing is to get people grounded before they get into that just craziness of the university system. So if people want more information on on the textbook and what you guys are doing and things like that, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, the website is going to be called, and it should be ready by Friday. I got to go down to Tulsa to a conference. Um, that sold out. It's got like 4,000 people. General Flynn, Lynn, Lynn Wood, Lindsay, pa uh, Sydney Powell. I mean, there's just a ton of people down there speaking. So we want to have it done, but it's going to be called the Isaiah 3322 Project. Um, it, the website's not up yet. Um, but if you want to go to peacemakersoutreach.com, that's my organization, peacemakersoutreach.com, and just email me from there. Or America Unhinged, that might even be better. That's going to be my radio show, kind of like what you've got here. Yeah. AmericaUnhingedRadio.com, um, and you can reach me on either of those things. And then once that is out, um, we're going to be informing people of you know how they can give, because this is an ongoing thing. This isn't just going to be one textbook. We're going to create so much curriculum with all this team of people uh, through the homeschoolers, through the Christian schoolers, and even in the public schools. That we're, we're going to turn this thing around. We just got to get the next generation because the generation before us kind of, kind of, they didn't see it coming. They didn't have the discernment to see it coming. We know what's here. We have a chance to turn it around. Here's what I tell everybody. We got God on our side. We got history on our side. We got a bunch of judicial precedents on our side. We're going to win if we just stand up and fight, period. Right, absolutely. So, yeah, so for everybody that's watching, I will put all the links in the show notes. So that way, you guys, whether you guys are watching on our website or on Apple, listening on Apple Podcasts or wherever it might be, just click on the links and it'll, it'll take you right there. Uh, but, John, I really appreciate you coming on. Had a blast. I'll definitely have to have you back on again sometime. Had a great time uh, chatting with you. Hey, great to be on, brother. I'll have you on my show when we get that thing up and running. Sound, sounds like a plan. Uh, really appreciate it. And then uh, for, for everybody else that's watching as well, uh, just remember, uh, you know, check out all of our shows at gatekeepersonline.com. And then also as well, just mark your calendars. And if you guys are in the Texas area coming up, I believe it's May 13th through 16th, I'm going to be speaking at the Faith and Freedoms Conference that Matt Couch is putting on. Uh, i got guys like uh, Pastor Greg Locke. We've got Mindy Robinson, Pastor Gibson. Matt Couch will be there. Uh, Papadopoulos will be there. Juanita Brock, a bunch of great people. I'll be there speaking about the leftist infiltration of the church. So if you guys uh, go to my Twitter page, 
Uh, it's at Jeff the GK. I've got a link to where you guys can get tickets. I think it's only like 50 bucks for four days. Go check that out. Um, again, just go to uh, twitter.com slash Jeff the GK and the, the uh, ticket information will be, will be there. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. We shall catch you guys next time. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark.